Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Hello, and welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast. Nashville, Tennessee, also known as Music City, is one of the fastest-growing cities in the country. An estimated 100 people per day are moving here. Perhaps you watched the recent NFL draft broadcast from Nashville, This event set records for television viewership and had over 600,000 people actually in town over this three-day event. The visitors spent just under $134 million. New restaurants and hotels are opening at a record pace. Running Magazine reported that there were 79 5K and other races held in Nashville over the past year. Live music in Music City is everywhere, jazz, blues, concerts, classical, and others. There is a renaissance in Nashville. What is going on? My special today, uh, my special guest today is Butch Spiriton, president of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. Butch, welcome to Public Relations Review Podcast. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you had mentioned to me not long ago that your Convention and Visitors Bureau uh, uses only public relations to generate visitors and con- uh, and conventions to Nashville. So with that in mind, would you begin to let our listeners, not only around the nation but in other countries around the world, hear some of the strategies and tactics you use to generate such a vast flow of visitors into Nashville? Uh, sure. Um so let me, I'll qualify just a tiny bit, okay. but I won't say we only use PR, but PR is our primary uh, outreach vehicle. Um, kind of early on in my career, and it's funny, it came from uh, my counterpart in Savannah when I was, I think, working in Mobile, and he didn't buy any advertising. And I started listening to him and watching. And then, obviously, you hope years of experience pay off. But when you want to influence somebody uh, to come visit, they expect me to say nice things about Nashville. Mm -hmm. But if I can get somebody else, especially somebody else from out of town, 
somebody that might be a travel journalist to say nice things about our town, mm-hmm. I got a much better shot at converting. So we just took this approach of Nashville's, you know, we're biased, fairly unique city. Uh, the authenticity that comes from our songwriting community is something really unique. And you know, let's put Nashville out there and let other people talk about it. Um, paid off to the point where prior to t- 2019, six years in a row, multiple national and international travel-focused publications named Nashville as one of the top destinations mm-hmm. in the world. Well, I can't buy that. I can't make that up. Um, I can't afford to reach that many people. Just out of curiosity, did you reach out to those uh, writers and invite them down to show them around and what goes on here? Well, either directly or indirectly. Okay. So we do press trips typically for a year. We'll bring in 10 to 15 journalists, and they're here for four or five days. And maybe one of the other things I feel like we do well is we don't force feed. We kind of serve Nashville and Nashville's offerings up on a platter, maybe more of a buffet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> pick, tell them to pick what they want to learn about. Mm-hmm. What are you surprised about the city? And, you know, I think that's one of the maybe strengths of us and one of the things we've learned over the years. Uh, letting people discover what they like letting people decide what they want to write about gets you a much better story. Uh, And we have three full-time people on staff that work the uh, national uh, and international PR effort. And we have two people that work, you know, the local communications piece. So it's just as important to tell the city what we're doing uh, as it is to tell potential visitors what's going on here. It's just been a path that has worked so well uh, that I don't see us ever deviating. The hardest part is keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have offices uh, outside of Nashville as well. Correct. We have uh, primarily salespeople in the U.S. throughout the country. Uh, Then we have a rep firm in the U.K., which does marketing, sales, and PR. So they help us tell our story primarily in the U.K., but also in the European mainland. And they've been on board almost exactly a year, and we'll be expanding their reach because they've done a great job. And the international market is where our growth potential is. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, do you work hand-in-hand by chance with the airports when you said international community because also Nashville International Airport is interested in having nonstop flights uh, in and out of, directly in and out of Nashville to other other uh, major cities such as London, which they do have that flight. Do you work with them to try to encourage them, I don't know, something from Spain, Germany, Norway, for instance? Uh, without question. We uh, worked real hard. We were very involved in... Uh getting British Airways to start flying uh, from Nashville to Heathrow. Uh, that flight's doing well. You know, we've 
started conversations with Delta Airlines about other markets, always in conjunction with the airport, though. It's a great partnership. And, you know, as I said, British Air, it made me think, and it's a different form of PR, but when we were talking to British Air and we're talking to other folks, we also use the musical assets of the city. You know, in the case of British Air, you know, the Kings of Leon, who are based here, were playing Hyde Park. So we used kind of an activation, but more of the, the PR side of a Nashville band playing London mm-hmm. made them think different about us, and it wasn't a country band. So I, I consider that a form of PR where we'll invite clients to attend a show from a local artist if they're on the road, or we'll invite them here to catch a show. You know, might be CMA Music Fest or CMA Awards, or, you know, you mentioned the draft. The draft was a three-day PR machine. Mm, oh, it was that, so, no question about it. Yeah, we used the event to tell the PR story. Uh, and it, you know, it obviously worked. It was a a huge success by any measure, um, including the NFL's own, you know, fan rating was rated the highest fan or best fan experience of any event they've done. Mm. Now, when you can get other people to talk about you, that's when you're going to. And and in the PR business, we call them influencers. And uh, there's a big uh, drive now to use influence marketing. Absolutely right. To hear it from other uh, people that others respect and listen to really adds to the uh, the genuineness of, of your product or service. Uh, you know, I would totally agree. Uh, I'm not as good at using the current terms like influencers because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just call it what it is. And the results so, are the same. <laughs> now, have you tried anything? I, I, I knew at one time uh, there was a show, uh, it may have ended uh, a year or so ago, actually called Nashville, where they actually filmed just about everything right here in the city of Nashville. Was that beneficial to you? Uh, Incredibly beneficial. We didn't have a whole lot to do with getting it off the ground, but we put money behind it. We used social media uh, and worked with them to promote TuneIn or to talk about venues in town that were included in the show. So there was always a uh, an intentional effort to tell the story and even use the cast members to tell our story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a great example, a great point that you make, we're using the opportunities to turn them into, you know, PR moments, PR spotlights for the city. I Even the events we produce, uh, July 4th, obviously just finished up. Police estimated 343,000 people were watching the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Well, the fireworks and one of the acts were featured on CMT. So they came in and turned our event, which was a you know room night selling purposeful event, into a hour and a half 
PR event on cable television. Mm -hmm. And even the same thing with New Year's Eve last January where NBC and CNN wanted to come in and they picked up bits and pieces. So in addition to work in the media, we also try to create events that the media is interested in and they, they reach out to us. Now, you mentioned creating the events. Do you talk to them to get some ideas of what sort of things that, and, and, and this is probably a two-part question, what sort of things that they are looking for and at the same time perhaps also use Nashville as a location for either a television or a, or, or a movie, uh, some parts of it uh, being shot here? You know, we're, we're very fortunate. I kind of, if you listen... That's me knocking on wood. Uh, there's a lot of interest in the city. And we're fortunate that we can be a little more selective today than, say, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 years ago, we tried to wheel and deal with almost anybody we could if it was credible. You know, Today, we're more careful about how the message is portrayed. Um, I could use, if I pick on CNN a few years ago, they would send in a, an anchor for New Year's Eve, and she always wanted to go put on a pink cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't come with that hat, <laughs> don't go put it on. Right. It's not a costume party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, if you, if you wear that pink cowboy hat all the time, you're more than welcome. Come on, but it, it's some of that. Don't do what you do. Come here and figure out what it is about Nashville that fits with your interest or your, you know, don't just make up or take a stereotype and go perpetuate it. You know, we want the stories fresh. We want them different. We want them broad. Uh, We want to showcase broad genres of music. Uh, We're lower broad is famous and fabulous for live music and honky tonk. But the city has so much more to offer as well. And, you know, that brings up another question then, uh, particularly about the music. How do you go about letting uh, those outside of Nashville know? Uh, you know, one of my favorite places downtown, obviously, would be the um, Bourbon Street Blues and Boogie Bar because there you not only do you feel the atmosphere, but authentic blues singers. Needless to say, you've got some top jazz musicians here. You've got a, a super a symphony here and a, and a state-of-the-art symphony hall for them to play in. How do you let people know that uh, there are boatloads of different music genres here in Nashville? Uh, it's a constant focus of our direct PR efforts when we're talking to journalists and media. Um, it's an intentional part when we produce an event. We will make sure there's at least three different genres of music represented, mm-hmm. usually four or five, and they all live here. So there's an intentionality, you know, when we book the talent that they have to live here. There's an intentionality that we want maybe R&B and Americana uh, and rock to go along with, with country. Um, then one of the things we maybe hit, did way better than we thought we would do uh, we've now produced two documentaries. One was called For the Love of Music, which was the history of music, or is the history of music in Nashville, from the Fist Jubilee Singers 
through today with Jack White, Kings of Leon, Keith Urban. So multi-genre, uh, historical, chronological perspective that touches on Jimi Hendrix or Elvis and Night Train in Nashville and country music and gospel music and everything else. And it won awards. It aired all over the world. So it became a marketing tool that aired as a documentary. So it was a PR piece. Mm -hmm. But it was a, wasn't a travel piece. It was a true documentary. And we just finished and we're shopping a documentary on the Nashville songwriter, and it's called It All Begins With a Song. But same thing, songwriters from all genres, young, old, black, white, male, female, you, know, you name it, we're talking to them. And they all live here, same thing. So here's this hour-and-a-half film that we know British Air and Delta Airlines have already said they'll take it in flight. Mm -hmm. Some networks have asked for it, but we're, we really want the release to be in the HBO, Netflix, maybe Amazon arena. We think that's the right audience. But it's, it's PR, really, in its purest form. You know, that, that's interesting because not long ago, you know, that I actually produced a, a, a jazz CD and, and that was one of the caveats, one that all the musicians had to live in Nashville. And uh, what CD Baby, um, Amazon, uh, iTunes and, and the others carried it. And when I get reports, I look at the music has been picked up not only around the country, but around the world. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, all I know is the city and the town that it comes from. That, that's pretty much about it. But the fact is, is that people are picking up on the wide variety of music that really is available here in this town. Uh, they absolutely are. And, you know, and it's not about hiding or running from country music, because uh, I think the efforts that we have executed have actually put more eyes on country music as well and help them because it it's almost a and I hate I even hate to use the word a polarizing genre where you go either oh, I hate country music or I love country music but you know we prefer to think there are two kinds of music good and bad <laughs> and that's in every genre so you know if you're a music snob you know, Nashville may not be your town mm -hmm. but if you're a music fan We've got something for you. Well, you know, one of the things that that I discovered, you know, having been here for whatever 15 or so odd years, is that country music spreads a wide net. I mean, to me, all of it, some of that music fits into uh, good music and covers a wide, it's not, I don't see it as being clearly defined as country as maybe most people would. Taylor Swift and some others, I mean, they reach a wide, wide variety of people here and around the world, and it's played on stations other than just country stations as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at, and I mentioned Keith Urban and New Year's Eve, uh, Keith Urban is a masterful musician. He's a great songwriter. He was jamming last New Year's Eve with Peter Frampton. Mm -hmm. You you. It defies uh, genre specificity if you really get down to it. Uh, you know, radio stations and you know sometimes media like to put everything in a category. Uh, we like to rip the walls down and 
say, come have fun and experience a city that helps create the world's music. Well, you know, one of the other things that I think about uh, that Nashville has, not only are the, the restaurants that we have here, I mean, people are stumbling over themselves to open up a restaurant here, but the art that's here. You know, the Parthenon is here. You've got the Frisk Museum history. You've got uh, the, the the Hermitage. So just a wide, just a cheek wood, just a whole bunch of places that people can come and learn so much more about Nashville and have a great experience here. Without question. You know, we do a ton with Herb Williams, the Crayola artist. Uh, we do a quarterly art exhibit in our visitor center where we try to find local artists, showcase their work, offer it for sale, uh, and keep that fresh. And almost the same thing with the restaurants. You, as you talked about how that's evolved, we're talking to the chef, uh, from Rolf and Daughters and Folk about taking his team to Denmark and cooking with some of the uh, most highly acclaimed international chefs and obviously Copenhagen and Denmark, some consider the culinary capital of the world. So we see a PR opportunity there. Mm -hmm. James Beard House contacted us a couple months ago and said they're going to do a taste of America. They want to invite 20 cities to bring a chef, and they wanted Nashville to be one of them. Ooh, that's outstanding. Yeah, there, it was the cost of flying the chef up and him preparing 500 servings. So minimal cost. Nashville's at the table with 20 of the top culinary cities in the country. I'll, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. That really sounds sounds great. Well, any other important things that you'd like to impart to uh, to our listeners before we um, uh, before we let you go? You know, if your listeners are in the PR field, thank you, and keep working at it. Uh, if you're trying to figure out, I, I I would say I hope you know, maybe I hope it's not the right. Don't let PR be one dimensional. You know, we have found there are a lot of forums. A lot of ways to make it work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we appreciate the folks that are in the field. Well, look, uh, do you have a web page? Or how about giving out your web web page address sure. so that uh, folks can find you and find out what's going on here in Nashville? Thanks. Yeah, I should have done that if I was doing my job better. <laughs> um, <laughs> visitmusiccity.com is our website. Um, Visit Music City will get you on our Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Facebook account. And we're constantly talking about what's going on in the city, and we love company, so come see us. <laughs> well, Butch, let me say thank you so very, very much for joining us on the uh, Public Relations Review podcast. And uh, I'm hopefully that uh, you know some folks will hear this; they'll get excited, and uh, they'll be coming landing at the National International Airport in the near future. Well, from your lips to God's <laughs> ears, uh, thank you very much, Peter. Honored to be on your show. All right, thank you. Thank you, and have a great day. You too. Right. Bye. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.